for our text this morning. We'll read just one verse from the book of Psalm. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. There are some who believe that this Psalm, Psalm 20, from which this verse was taken, uh, possibly was written during a time when David and the children of Israel were, were preparing for a battle. And so David was reminding them of who it was that was, would give the victory. No doubt when he said, remember, we will remember the name of the Lord, he was encouraging them to look back on past victories and to be reminded who it was that gave them the victory then, but also to remember what God would do in the future. It's important to remember. The word remember here uh, in this verse is it's used as more than just calling to memory something, but David was encouraging them, the children of Israel, to make the Lord their watchword and their strength. And it's good, it's important that we remember the Lord. You know, most of the time, part of being human, we will all forget things from time to time. Usually forgetfulness isn't anything critical. It doesn't usually, isn't usually fatal. I mean, sometimes it can be a bit of an inconvenience and even an embarrassment. Sometimes we can maybe even compensate for our forgetfulness. I thought of a story about a couple and the husband was a bit absent-minded and he was easily distracted from time to time and he could forget things occasionally. And one day the wife asked him to go to the grocery store. She said, I need three items for you to pick up. I need milk, bread, and eggs. So he agreed to do that as he was leaving the house there, she encouraged him to write it down. And he was a little bit insulted by that. He thought, well, surely I can at least remember three simple items, milk, bread, and eggs. That's not a problem. And so she encouraged him again, and he declined. And so he got in his car. He was driving to the grocery store, rehearsing in his mind that list of things he was supposed to get, milk, bread, and eggs. Got to the parking lot got out of the car, made his way up to the store, and was still rehearsing in his mind what he was supposed to get. Well, he was okay till he stepped inside the grocery store, and he realized as he looked up, they had completely remodeled the entire store, put everything on a different aisle, on a different shelf. He didn't recognize anything, and his mind went blank, and he was, of course, embarrassed and didn't want to call his wife to ask for a list, so he thought, I'll just start on one side of the store and I'll work my way down each aisle and as I come to that item, I'll, I'll remember. Well, he ended up starting on one end of the store and he ended up at the other end of the store, completely on the other end. Never did remember what he was supposed to get, but he said he ended up in the deep freezer section. So he thought, well, this won't be a total loss. I'll get a gallon of ice cream. So he got the ice cream and he brought it home and he walked in the house and he looked kind of dejected, and his wife followed him into the kitchen there, and he set that gallon of ice cream on the counter. And She looked at her husband, and she shook her head. She said, I can't believe it. You forgot the chocolate syrup. So obviously he wasn't the only one to forget something. 
It ended up okay. They were able to compensate for their forgetfulness. But you know, there is one type of forgetfulness that is extremely serious. One type of forgetfulness that can lead to great loss, and that is spiritual forgetfulness. That's when people forget the Lord, and the Word of God warns against that type of forgetfulness in Psalm chapter 9, verse 17. It gives us a very strong warning. It says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. We can see this scripture has been played out throughout history, but it's extremely dangerous to forget the Lord. Also in Psalm 50, verse 22, it says, Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. So we can see the seriousness of forgetting God. I guess if you were to put a title to this message this morning, you could say the importance of remembering and the danger of forgetting. The Word of God tells us also that the best time to remember the Lord is when we're young. If you look in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. The best time to remember the Lord, your Creator, is when you're young. These words were written by the wisest man who ever lived. I think one of the greatest follies of youth is so often young people think they can put off God till later when it's more convenient or later in life. Or when they're older, they can wait to serve the Lord. But uh, so often that's not the case. We want to remember the Lord while we're young. It says before the evil days come, you know, life doesn't get easier as you get older. Things become more complicated and we don't have the luxury of time like we have when we're younger to seek the Lord. Really the best time to remember the Lord is when we're young. You know, when people are saved at a young age, and my wife mentioned how she was saved at just four years of age. You know what? That's a wonderful testimony. I wish I had a testimony like that. But when we're saved, when we're young, uh, we can have a long and blessed life. When people are saved at a young age, it often saves them from the corruption and misery that so many young people fall into. Being saved at a young age will save you a life of regrets later down the road. So it's good. Remember the Creator in the days of your youth. When I think of young people who remember the Lord, I think of some biblical examples. Of course, I think of King David. We think of David as the king of Israel, one of the greatest kings that Israel ever had. We Maybe think of David as a warrior, as a mighty man of battle, and he was all of those things. But we also remember David as a shepherd boy. You know, that battle of David and Goliath, that's probably one of the most epic battles in history, really. Not just biblical history, but even secular 
people remember the battle of David and Goliath and often mention that battle. You know, when David faced Goliath that day, most commentators say he was around 16 years of age. You know, Goliath is an iconic figure. He often represents uh, giants in our lives, whether it's financial or spiritual or emotional or physical. Uh, sometimes we look at things as insurmountable odds and we think of those things as Goliaths. But uh, David faced this giant here. You know, what's interesting as you read that account. You wonder what would qualify David to face that giant, when all the rest of Israel, all the men in the Israeli army, it seemed to be cowering in fear. David wasn't even old enough to serve in the military. We know that. David had no previous military experience. He certainly had no experience in hand-to-hand combat. But what would qualify him over all those other soldiers? You know, David had a good memory. David remembered the Lord. David had some experiences with the Lord. All of those other men in Israel that day had seemed to have forgotten the Lord and what God could do. But David remembered the Lord. He remembered who it was he served. You know, David remembered past victories that the Lord had won for him there in the wilderness. Personal victories. Maybe uh, battles that no one even was aware of at that time. But, you know, David wasn't wasting his time in the wilderness. He was establishing memories and experiences with the Lord. We know that as he went to fight that giant there, and as he uh, recounted to King Saul those past victories in the wilderness, he told about the time when a lion and a bear came to try to take away part of his father's flock, and the Lord delivered those wild animals into David's hand. You know what? That was a victory, and he could look back on that time. By remembering past victories, David could face Goliath with courage. Well, you know, there's a spiritual lesson for us there. As we face those giants in our lives, we can look back to those times previously when God gave us victory. We don't ever want to forget those times when the Lord undertook and help us maybe times that nobody else was even aware of but we can use those times to encourage us when the battles come those uh, things that we may face in the future you know it's amazing what a difference the right perspective can make when the children of israel saw a giant too big to defeat it's been said david saw a target too large to miss because david remembered the lord remember what god had done previously it's interesting, too, as David was recounting uh, that battle or those battles with that lion and that bear. He told Saul, he said, this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. You know, it was a different set of circumstances, a different enemy, different surroundings. Uh, but David said he'll be just like those other past victories because God, he knew God didn't change. God was the same. He said he, he remembered that. The God that gave him victory then would give him victory now. What happens when people forget the Lord? Well, the Word of God tells us when people forget God, fear often enters in. Forgetfulness can lead to fear. We read in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 51, verses 12 and 13, it says, I, 
Even I am he that comforteth you. Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and of the son of man which shall be made of grass? And forgettest the Lord thy maker, that hath stretched forth the heavens, and laid the foundations of the earth, and hast feared continually every day, because of the fury of the oppressor, as if he were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? It says that they feared continually every day. What, an, uh, what a miserable way to live, being fearful continually every day. Yet we, we see people living that way today, afraid of the future, afraid of what tomorrow may hold, uh, afraid of dying, uh, full of fear because they've forgotten God. Well, what did David find when he approached the battle that day? It said, when Saul and all of Israel therefore heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You know, I imagine that battle scene would have been much different that day for the children of Israel if they had remembered the Lord. But the problem is they had forgotten all that God had done for them. They had forgotten all of those past victories that God had done for them. They had forgotten the stories about how God had led their fathers out of Egyptian bondage. They'd forgotten about the account where God parted the Red Sea and provided a way when there was no way at all. No doubt they forgot the stories about how God provided quail and manna in the wilderness. They'd even forgotten about past victories that God had done for them. They'd forgotten about uh, that mighty victory that God had given them over the city of Jericho. You think about God's promises to the children of Israel. He told them that he would go before them into battle. He'd drive out their enemies. said everywhere that they went, he would give them the land for possession. And he promised to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. These are some of the things God promised the children of Israel. You know, as long as they remember the Lord and his commandments, God blessed them. But really, are we any different today? We think about the promises that God has made to us, promises of deliverance, promises to go into the battle with us, promises to be with us in every circumstance, every situation. Maybe we forget those past victories. Well, unfortunately, that's what happened here for the children of Israel. This is the same group of people, God's people, that David found cowering in the trenches. They had forgotten about God and His commandments and His promises. You know, it had only been about 300 years from the time of the Battle of Jericho until this event here where David found the children of Israel facing the Philistines. There was a difference between those two battles. You know, when the children of Israel marched on Jericho 300 years before, they marched as a unified army. They were confident in God's promise that he would win the battle for them. They remembered the promise that God gave them that he would conquer the city. And you know, they remembered God's instructions and they were obedient to his word. We know uh, during that time, God told them to march for six days without saying a word around that city of Jericho. And then on the seventh day, he said to march around that city seven times. And on the seventh time, give a shout and blow the trump, trumpet and give a shout for the battle. Uh, it was important that they follow those instructions and those commandments explicitly or they would not have won 
that battle. But you know, that day they had remembered God's instructions for victory. It's important for us to remember God's instructions for victory. Sometimes those commandments maybe don't make sense. I'm sure that uh, when God told them to do those things at Jericho, it didn't make any sense to them. It said after a while, even the men of Jericho began to kind of scoff at them, but God had a plan and they simply were required to follow and trust and obey the Lord. Remember God's plan for victory. Well, we see in stark contrast, David saw a completely different army the day he approached this battle scene. Here he found God's people cowering in the trenches. Instead of putting the enemies to flight, they were the ones running scared. You know, David had a question. He said, is there not a cause? They'd forgotten even what they were fighting for. You know, when people forget God, life without God often leads to a life of aimlessness without any direction. You know, we've probably all had experiences where maybe you've walked into a room to get something. And then when you get to the room, you think, what was it that I came here for? You know, we all have experiences like that. Or maybe you uh, get into a car and you're driving somewhere and you forget where you're going. It happened to me one time. Several years ago, I was working for a company in Fresno. It was a construction company, and I was running about three different jobs at once, and I must have had a lot on my mind because one morning I was heading to work to one of the jobs, but I realized I forgot which job I was going to. And I looked up and I recognized the area of the town where I was at, but I didn't know where I was going. It was kind of a a helpless feeling. But, you know, people, when they forget God, really they're without any hope or direction. The children of Israel had forgotten God. They had forgotten what they were fighting for. They had forgotten what their purpose was. You know, God's purpose for Israel was that they would be a blessing to the nations around them. God's purpose was that they would be a witness to those nations around them. God's purpose for Israel is that they would be a channel for the word of God and that they would show the rest of the world how to live a life pleasing to the Lord. But they had forgotten all of that. And here they were now, instead of chasing the enemy, they were the ones being pursued. Oh, but I'm thankful. Aren't you thankful when the entire nation forgot God? One man remembered. David remembered. Again, David remembered what the Lord had done for him in the wilderness. No doubt he had recalled stories of miracles that God had performed. He had recalled stories of past victories, and it gave him courage. He told Saul in 1 Samuel 17.32, he said, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. David remembered when everyone else had forgotten What happens when people begin to remember the Lord? Well, we know victories are won. Encouragement begins to take hold. As David went out there, he told Goliath, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. He knew what he was fighting for, knew where they were going. God was leading him to the promised land, knew why they were there. And so we know as he slew that giant. It said, as the Philistines saw their champion dead, they began to panic and they turned and they began to flee. Oh, but it says in verse 52, and the men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines. Oh, you see the encouragement began to take over because one man chose to remember 
the Lord. One man out of an entire nation. And look what a difference it made. You know, the problem with remembering for most humans is that sometimes we remember what we should forget and we forget what we ought to remember. But you know, the Lord gave us some other things that he would have us to remember. And he also mentioned a couple of things that were to forget. Think about some things that God would have us to remember. The Lord wants us to to remember his deliverance. More importantly, how the Lord delivered us. If you're saved, the Lord has delivered you from sin. That is something you never want to forget. He told the children of Israel in in Exodus 13, verse 3, he said, Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand the Lord brought you out of this place. You know, the Lord wants you to always remember the day when he delivered you out of that house of bondage. And we need to remember that it was the Lord that brought us out of that place. You know, it's good to have that spiritual reference point in your life. Many times in my own life, as the enemy has come along and tried to get me to doubt or tried to discourage me, I could point back to that place where the Lord delivered me. We want to always remember the Lord's deliverance. We want to remember that the Lord is the source of all of our blessings and all of our strength. Again, in Deuteronomy 8.18, the Lord commanded him, he says, Thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto your fathers. He didn't want them to forget that victory, promotion came from the Lord. The Bible also tells us in James 1.7 that said, Every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, no shadow of turning. So again, we want to remember the blessings in our life are directly from the Lord. We don't ever want to forget that. Brother Darrell in the scripture reading, uh, God gave them a warning that when they came into that land, be careful lest they forget where those blessings came from. We want to remember again that Jesus alone is the source of our salvation. You know, Jesus himself said he was the door to the sheepfold. He said that any man who tries to enter in any other ways is the same as a thief and a robber. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through Christ. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven whereby man must be saved, you know. People forget that sometimes. They think they can somehow work out their own salvation, but there is no other name except through the name and through the blood of Jesus. That's the only way to salvation. God would have us remember his warnings. In Luke 17.32, this is the second shortest verse in the Bible, and it simply says, remember Lot's wife. Of course, we know as God delivered Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels of the Lord led them out and the Lord gave them a warning. He said, don't look back, flee the city. And Lot, his wife, looked back. She disobeyed immediately. She became a pillar of salt. But this is a reminder to us. Once the Lord leads us out of bondage, out of spiritual bondage and delivers us, once we repent, we're to turn our back on that sin and to never look back. You know, you can't move forward when you're looking back. So the warning there, the Bible says, if a man 
Uh, when he starts out for the kingdom of heaven, it says any man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back isn't fit for the kingdom of heaven. So there's a warning there. We look forward. We don't want to look back. We remember also there's warnings to the backslider. And Revelation is the Lord was addressing the church in Ephesus. He was speaking to a group of people, uh, and many of them had let their first love slip out of their hearts. They were busy. They were engaged in the Lord's work, but they had let other things replace that first love. And that that first love, that desire, that fervency for the Lord was gone. And so Jesus reminded them. He said, Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do thy first works. The way that's worded there, remember from where you were falling, Jesus was reminding them that they were in a place spiritually, uh, they, they, they weren't in the place where they should have been. They, they were in a place spiritually, but they had fallen from that place through maybe negligence. We don't know what it was, but they were in a backslidden condition. So Jesus uh, gave them the solution. He said, repent, repent and do your first works over again. Maybe you're listening in this morning and you're in a backslidden condition and the Lord is speaking to your heart. You know what? All hope is not lost. Simply repent. Remember where you once were. And if you're not in a place spiritually where you should be, you can repent and turn to the Lord. He says, do it quickly or else I'll come and I'll remove your candlestick from out of the midst. So we want to, if you're in that condition, avail yourself of that opportunity today to repent. The Lord will help you. The Lord will reestablish you and put you where you need to be. We also want to remember that Jesus is coming again. You know, God in his word warns us all throughout the word of God, tells us what kind of things we're to look for right before the Lord returns. We're seeing those things unfolding before our very eyes. The word of God even tells us how Christ is going to return. It says he's going to descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. The only thing it doesn't tell us is when the Lord is going to return, but it tells us what to look for right before he does. And he says, watch therefore, for the Son of Man cometh in an hour when you think not. We don't ever want to forget that fact that Jesus Christ is coming again. It could be at any moment. It says in the last days there would be scoffers that would say, where is the promise of his coming? All things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Oh, but they're going to be very surprised when the Lord returns. Jesus is coming for those that are looking for him, that are watching and waiting and remembering his promise and his warnings. We want to make sure that we're doing whatever we can to be ready for that day. You know, there's some things that the Lord would have us to forget. Philippians 3, verse 13 says, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. You know, I think one of the greatest hurdles sometimes for people to overcome is those things in their past, those past disappointments, maybe those past failures. No doubt the enemy will come along and say, You've tried so many times before and you failed, but you know we can't move forward until we're willing to forget those things in our past. But Again, this morning, the Lord is speaking to you. The Lord is drawing you unto himself. If you're willing to lay those things in your past, if you're willing to forget about those things and step out in faith, the Lord will help you today. 
One final promise in Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. It says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, now I will make a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, it's good to remember past victories and past blessings and they're good for inspiration and encouragement, but those past blessings are meant to act as a stepping stone rather uh, than a stumbling block. You know, we don't want to live in the good old days. It's good to take a stroll down memory lane, but we don't want to get stuck on memory lane. It's good to remember those things that God has done in the past, but the Lord wants to do something brand new. Even today, the Lord can do something new for you. Aren't you thankful for that? This morning, whatever your need is, remember the Lord. Remember God's promises. Uh, Remember uh, that the Lord is coming again and the Lord can help you even today. Let's uh, take some time to pray. We'll do that now. But I would encourage you, remember the Lord. Look to the Lord. You know, you can establish some memories with the Lord even this morning. God can meet you where you are. He can help you. He can encourage you. He can bless you. He can give you something in your life even today that you can look back on as a encouragement and a strength. And again, we just we want to remember the Lord today. May God bless you.